Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. All right, what are we doing? What has this become? We're well, in the middle of Minderhall's Valley. Start acting like adults. <laughs> In the shadow of a ferocious and angry GM. But of all the egregious insults <laughs> you have thrown my way in the past two years, none has been so great as the one that you've thrown at me today. And faced with a terrifying mission. Imagine how hard you worked to get to this cathedral. Remember that run across? Yeah. You went from tent to tent and then made your way across, went under the fence. Now you've got to go a bold new plan takes shape. So if you want to get out of there, set up camp, and manufacture this situation, it's not impossible. But the heroes will have to put their trust in a broom. Nice try, broom. <laughs> I know your ways. You want to send us all to Sauron? <laughs> The adventure continues. This is fun. I don't know why you guys look so scared. I'm having a blast. Just right now. Hello. Matthew here. It's been a while since you've heard from me. I never really know what to say in these intros, uh, so I figured this time I'd just come in and engage in some shameless plugging. Uh, first is Skid's theme song, Sweepstakes. If you go to the Tumblr or the Facebook page, you'll find a link to a YouTube playlist and a Spotify playlist of theme songs for each PC and Animal Companion. They're not specified, uh, but if you can correctly match a character to each of those songs and then also identify the order because Skid is a, a crazy genius madman, uh, you'd send us an email with your answers and you'll be entered into a drawing for a core rulebook signed by all of us. Uh, which I keep trying to tell everyone actually I think devalues the product. Uh, so you, you can try to sell it on eBay uh, if you want. Or just keep it always and treasure it for the treasure it is. Anyway, um, also I should point out that our international listeners are eligible for this contest. Uh, though apparently some of the songs are blocked. Uh, uh, though so you can just use the titles or use a VPN to access them. Uh, entries are due by Friday, June 23rd. And we'll have a Facebook Live drawing for the winner that weekend. Uh, secondly, on a more personal note, uh, so as some of you know, I write plays, uh, and, uh, and one of them, uh, which is probably my second nerdiest play, 
uh, is getting a reading in Washington, D.C. at the Source Festival uh, this weekend on Saturday, June 17th. Uh, now, this isn't a production. There's no set or costumes or lighting or anything. It's just a reading with music stands and scripts. Uh, but it is open to the public. And if any of you are interested, uh, I'd love to have you there. Uh, the play is called Frelmetch the Maneater. And if Troy is listening, the title does actually appear in the dialogue. So, yes, I fulfilled that stereotype. Uh, again, it's this Saturday, June 17th at 8 p.m. Sorry for the short notice. Uh, and tickets are available at sourcefestival.org. And we'll post that information on social media. Um, Again, no pressure. Uh, this is just a reading. But if you're in the D.C. area and want to come, I'd love to see you there. I will be there. Um, and I'm just hoping it'll be a good night. Uh, come up and say hi. And I, you, you can find me. I'll be the bundle of anxiety in the back of the room, just kind of nervously fretting. Um, and if this is your thing and you're into that, uh, there's a lot of other cool stuff happening at the festival as well. Uh, a full production and two other readings and some other fun stuff along the way. Uh, so that is also available to you. Anyway, I've uh, blathered on about myself for far too long, so let's actually get to the playing. Please enjoy episode 107, Broom Service. Well, it must be real nice. Must be real fun just to come over to your old pal Troy's apartment, drag all your shit into my family home, <laughs> scratch up my tables, leave beer bottles and cans all over the place that my cats trip on. <laughs> well, my cats sleep. Well, my cats play with their toys. <laughs> but of all the egregious insults you have thrown my way in the past two years, none... Yeah, yeah, keep laughing. None has been so great... <laughs> As the one that you've thrown at me today. What would that be? So we're setting up. Give you guys a little uh, primer. We're setting up. Everybody's having fun. I, I started setting up at 9 this morning. 7 o'clock at night now. Actually, now it's like 9 because we've been just goofing off. <laughs> setting up. Put everything out. You know, I put everything out because I trust my friends. <laughs> I trust them to do the right thing. Wait, Troy, you have friends? This I is thought news I did. To me. I thought I did, Grant. I He's thought saying I did. he trusts us too. Right. I oh, trust, in addition to I his friends. I trust my friends, to his friends and the four of you. Long story long, put out my neon green D20 <laughs> at the top of my initiative tracker. And I say, hey guys, bought a, bought a 12 pack of Coors Lights. Let's go out on the roof. Beers are on me tonight. Let's go have some beers, guys. Watch the sunset. By the way, that's the first time that's happened in 107 episodes. Well, you he finally has never earned it. A beer you for finally anyone. earned it. And what do I get in return? I I wish I was joking. I wish there was just part of some, you know, massive funny joke. One of these assholes stole my D20. <laughs> <laughs> Neon green D20. Mean greeny. Mean green is... Gah, gah, gah. And they're all laughing like, no, Troy, I really don't, I don't have it. I don't know what you're talking about. And they're so sincere. They're so sincere in their fucking lies. And one of these people, Grant's sitting there, he's like, I got my Neon Green D20s. And like, they look like they're factory made, perfectly pristine. I'm like, it's not mine. Quick shout out to the geekery for uh, with these sweet. It's, it's, it's so weird that you found those factory made dyes, yep. as opposed yeah. to all the handmade ones. Well, he, he only does artisanal green dye. Yes. Mine was handmade. 
carved uh, from recently- radioactive crocodile bone. <laughs> That's right. Hand carved. Chernobyl meteor crocodile. came out of the sky. <laughs> killed a croc. <laughs> well, I hope, you, I hope you guys are having a good laugh. Good old-fashioned laugh. You know, I watched a YouTube video about how, how dice are made. It's actually pretty interesting. Really? Did you see a video on how they're stolen by your best friends? <laughs> That's the video I'd like to see. I'd like to see that video. Hey, uh, Troy, it's still, it's still. I just got a message from YouTube that said it's still processing. Oh, good. good. It'll be live in a couple hours. Oh, well, but... should we just stop the recording? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not only, not only did these jerks steal my D20, one of these people, there's only four suspects. One of them actually had the, the usual gall suspects. to there blame are, my cats. Are there, there are six suspects. There are six. No, my cats did not steal the D20. One of them had the gall to say that. Um, I set up a brand new place for us to record. It's a whole new setup. A whole new setup. setup. We normally are set up all over the apartment, whether it be Joe's apartment, Matthew's apartment, we're recording in Grant's apartment, but in my apartment it's kind of been the new, like, go-to place. Um, Scattered, like brigands after a thunderstorm. (laughs) We've been all over. And now I said, you know what, I want to do something special for these quote-unquote friends of mine. So I put my brand new kitchen table, and I have the four of you sitting, what, arms length apart. Yeah, all I'm around the table. I'm touching Matthew and Grant's shoulder. I could do the same for Joe and Skid. Sitting around a table. Like we're actually playing Pathfinder. Except that the GM has hidden himself in the corner yeah. where we can't see here him. Here I am, and it's way really creepy. back here. He's behind Matthew. You, Matthew can't see him. Right. Every now and then I feel, really, I feel something on my shoulder. My, <laughs> my hot breath on his neck. <laughs> There's there's the beer. There's where all the beer went. There it is. Do you know do you know what the most Troy thing about this is though? He made a huge pomp and circumstance around setting up this new setup for us, how great it was. Yep. And then right after he told us all about it, he said, Don't scratch my table. Right. I had don't two- scratch my table. We'll get another table you don't have to scratch at I have four all. rules. Or get a glass top for it. I have four rules in this house. One, don't scratch my table. Two Grant, shut my fridge after you take out a beer that you shouldn't be drinking. Why, why shouldn't I be drinking it? Three. <laughs> I, be, I, believe, I believe Skid and Matthew declined, so I get one more. Three, don't let my cats out on the balcony, Joe. Whoops. That did, that did happen tonight. <laughs> that was pretty bad. That's an example based on a true story. Joe shows up 30 minutes late, lets my cat out, and then has the gall be like, well, what? You guys aren't set up. I'm like, well, that's cool. Just let my cat jump to her death. That's cool. That, that I guess we're all even. In my defense, I only held the door open for like four and a half solid minutes. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Rule number three. Rule number four. Don't steal my green D20. And your cats are basically wearing the boots that Nestor has. You know, right. where he jumped yeah. off. So they could live. They boots could live. of cats, Grace. Uh, so it, within this new setup that we have, I don't even want to play today. Uh, What's the I am, point? I am sitting behind, in this case, Matthew and Joe, and it's really creeping out Matthew. I am over here, like, behind my desk. And, and Skid, you mentioned as we were setting up that this is how Gygax did it back in the day. Not like this, but he was hidden? What, what happened? Yeah, he, when he used to play originally in his original game in his house, in his basement, he had, like, a, he, he put, a wall, uh, put up a wall of filing cabinets, and he would sit behind it, and everyone else would sit in the other room. And they would just hear his voice coming up over the filing cabinets. That's amazing. So yeah. it was like, that was the original DM screen. That was, was the, right, exactly. 50 that was filing cabinets. Yeah. Of God. Yep. 
Wow. Well, it's not a power trip at all. That's what I was trying to channel. I wonder if no, you were uh, just sitting over there, and then you try to justify it retroactively after I told you that story. Fair enough, but I wonder if Gary Gygax's friends stole his amazing dice. <laughs> I wonder if that's part of the uh, part of the story. Probably if, not, because he was a good GM. <laughs> They probably liked him. They probably enjoyed that his was the company. Big difference. The big difference was they Gary, liked him. Gary wow. probably bought beer wow. for them before the hundredth and sixth <laughs> session. Wow! Wow! Well, you know what? You're not getting another beer until episode two twelve. <laughs> uh, two twelve peaches and cream. Anyone? Yeah. Right, Fucking thieves. Uh, hey, I bet, are we about to face a bunch of uh, benevolent monsters? No, you're about to face a bunch of creatures with the advanced template. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're about to face. Well, I guess we'll do this episode. That's cool. Don't need my die. Um, here's what we're going to be playing with today. I, can't, I honestly can't believe you. one of you stole this. This is uh, my backup. Did you just roll it's green. Uh, roll Good. a natty 17. It is green. green. Uh, I bought Blue it green. the day that I what bought it. What did you call it before? Like little sister green or something like that? I call you, it sister you green. It. Uh, I like uh, either emerald green or uh, seafoam green. Seafoam death. I think it's, it's a little yeah. sister yeah. green. Yeah. It has a ring to it. I love that seafoam green song, Forget You. It's really good. I don't know that tune. Okay. All I know is someone right. stole my dad. <laughs> um, so I guess, I guess hey, we'll Troy. play this episode. Hey, Troy, any news today? Any news today? Did anything exciting happen to you? <laughs> you can really hear him breathe. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't it was supposed to be just a, like a simple toss and response, but you just blew it. Well, wait, wait. Why, do you know something that I don't know? I just know that you're missing your die. Oh, you told, you've told us this. <laughs> That well, was a bust. Thank you, Walter Cronkite. <laughs> Glad you, you were the bust. first to break the story. So this is what happened. You might want to quit that playwriting career. This is what happens and be when a you journalist. Go, <laughs> this is what happens when you go sit in the corner. We lose our rapport. We never had rapport. Oh, it, <laughs> we never had <laughs> rapport. Here's some hot breath. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? What has this become? Well, We're in the middle of Minderhall's Valley. Start acting like adults. <laughs> So that's 10% of your episode gone. Joe give, give me a quick 10-minute description of what happened in 106. I'm just going to stare at the shitty die that I have to roll. Um, <laughs> well, to get us back on track here, uh, we, we had decided yeah. right, that we were going to pursue this the dark cave entrance. The in, dark passage. The dark passage in the hope right. of finding the two remaining things we need to light the forge, the clay and the prayer. Right, you got the geodes, you got the horn, you need the clay and the blessing of Rosag. I'm sorry, I thought you asked me to recap. <laughs> I need to kind of spice it up. <laughs> Joe, you sell the steak, I sell the sizzle. <laughs> I prefer the dry delivery, Troy, the dry recap. Yeah, nobody likes dry steak. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody goes to Switholinsky and says, "Hey, can I get your driest steak? Well, dry aged, dry aged. Get out of here." <laughs> I like mine well done with ketchup, just like our president. Uh, so we we went to leave, and we uh, Sir Will failed a stealth check that brought down uh, the the the, the, wrath ray, of, the wrath of the choir loft upon right. us. <laughs> the wrath of the choir, <laughs> you know, you're all familiar that old tune. that old chestnut. It happens. It happens. <laughs> and uh, and we proceeded to. Uh, fight while uh, screwing up the rules for total cover, and right. then 
it was over. <laughs> and he nailed, and uh, Nestor nailed Baron with a Oh, that's right. Him. Baron in the back. Baron, I think at the start of this episode, Baron has an arrow sticking out yes. of his back that hasn't been addressed. And again, very sorry. Oh, yeah, he and, did. Uh, Nestor did apologize. Baron I did. Just, in the moment, will, I did. And then, <laughs> Has there been anyone in this party you haven't shot yet? Well, no, that's only, it's only half down now, that's, so we've got a lot to go. Baron's just walking around yelling, what happened? <laughs> uh, but I don't remember exactly where we left off. We I mean, left did, off we, oh, with, with the magical item. That's yeah, we, right. Oh, right. But if you guys aren't interested in that. No, no, I no, want to no, hear. No, please continue. Please nah. continue. Is it a All neon right. green t- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How about we make a little deal? Oh, I'm going to go into the other room, <laughs> and if I come back and the die is magically behind my GM screen, then maybe you'll get this amazing magical item. No question. I think that sounds fair. I hate all of you. (laughs) All right, so Ruddig Headstomper is wearing a very powerful magical belt. I want to go on a limb here and call it a. uh, I'm just going to make this up off the top of my head. A wondrous item? Oh, are, are we spellcrafting, bro? You just letting us know. You can DC seventy two. <laughs> Wait, what if we gave you back your neon green D twenty? DC thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's actually DC twenty one spellcraft. Ooh. Does anyone have spellcraft that is plus nine or uh, plus nineteen? Plus, 19? plus, no. plus yeah. nine? Plus nine? I'm plus eleven. I could give you a bit of luck, and you could get there 50% for sure. 50% chance there. Touch of law. Yeah, touch of law. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> dead character Galabras. All right. Let's, or comatose. Whatever. Um, what do you got? Who's hating who? Touch of law is going straight to this man, and he gets it automatically. And that's oh, so you have a plus... Plus 11. Oh, so that automatically... 22. 22. So Della walks up to this dead hill giant. He reeks of mead. Uh, his underlings bleeding out. And you sense great magic from this elemental earth belt. Mm. Ooh, sounds uh, elemental. Sounds earthy. And here's where the fistfights are going to begin. This belt is constructed of flat pieces of slate connected with strong leather straps. It grants its wearer a plus four enhancement bonus constitution (laughs) holy shit and and the wearer is immune to effects that would push pull or forcefully move the wearer wait what's that Troy there's more (laughs) furthermore once per day on command as you saw him he himself do the wearer can take the form of a large earth element. This stuff is worth 24,000 gold pieces. Oh my God. Wow. But available today at the low, low price of 1995. (laughs) (laughs) Or one dead dead ogre. Or one dead ogre. For just two? 300 gold pieces. (laughs) 300 gold. So Uh, elemental earth belt. Let the roll-offs roll begin! begin. Oh, First, before well, we do roll-offs, everyone make your case for why you think you should get it. Obviously, everybody wants bonus. To, who doesn't want a bonus to their con? Amlo wants a bonus to his con. <laughs> Amlo should participate in the roll Everyone roll-off. make your case. Start with you, Della. Della is a, uh, a melee 
fighter uh-huh. who has probably the is probably the squishiest melee fighter we have. Okay, what's your con? Uh, my con is uh, plus two. It's con, fourteen con. You got a fourteen con. <clears throat> and eighteen. Obviously, being able to turn into an uh, earth elemental, you won't be able to do your keen and your shocking grasp and all that stuff. You become an earth elemental. Yeah. You cool with that? I'm cool with it because you want that plus four con. Damn so straight. that's your case. I'm going to say, Matthew, not super convincing. Uh, Joe, uh, Sir Will, what is his case for this Earth Elemental Belt? Uh, Sir Will is, I think, unquestionably the party tank. He is the frontliniest, <coughs> armoriest uh, guy. Hold uh-huh. on. The guy, he, that, the guy that does right. Excuse me. Can I make my case? <laughs> Grant, show us the Excuse me. Can I finish? <laughs> excuse me. Can I finish? Piggy has the conch. <laughs> Piggy has the conch. <laughs> I, <Deep> cut. <laughs> uh, and the second time we've made that joke on I this podcast. I know. It's a deep, uh, deep podcast. cut. Won't be the last. Um, I, Dick facts. I, if you're talking about the world of min-maxing parties, uh, Sir Will has an 18 con. This would put him at... Deity level constitution <laughs> with a 22 con. Mm. He'd be virtually unkillable. It is very important that he not be moved out of his saddle. <laughs> so having him stay in that saddle is important. And as the tiniest creature, it would be amazing to allow him to be large and in melee combat. He would grow two sizes, exactly. not unlike the Grinch's heart. Exactly. First off, <laughs> two things. Two Baron, si- two, you're up. Two sizes can't ride Lexington at that size. Can you? No. Right, but the only point of growing would and be if you're, to stand. If you're and fight. unmovable, can you be moved on a mount? Thirdly, as to not- as to the tank, <laughs> you're talking about the guy that does ride by attacks and goes 50 feet past all our bad guys. Fair <laughs> enough. It doesn't actually take attacks after he does a ride by. So attack? unlike Matthew and Joe, Baron's case was to tell you why. Sir Will shouldn't have it. No, no, no. Skid, you're up. Skid, you're on the floor. <laughs> I have reasons. What is your con, Baron? No, let me give you my reasons oh, here first. <laughs> Just answer the question, sir. And if you're nice to me, you'll get back your neon green D20. I don't have it, honestly. I, I don't um, know. I don't so, know. Uh, no, so Baron is planning more and more to get into the front line of things. And <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I... Ma- can I make a case for Baron to get the, the belt? That is the funniest joke I've ever heard in my life. Can Excuse I make, me, sir. Ru- Excuse me, sir. Wait, I, I, I wrote it in my diary. Joke. Can I, I, wrote I make it in a my case? Diary. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at it that day, later that night. Later that night. <laughs> Wait, can I make a can I make a case a side case for Baron to get have the belt? You're making a case for Baron. Yes. Sure. Because if I don't if I don't want to get the uh, Troy is crawling around on the floor. While well, you're talking, right I'm now, looking for my die on the floor just in case. <laughs> because if Baron has if Baron gets this belt, maybe he might be willing to give Della the belt of incredible dexterity. Ah, sure. Selfish sure. as always. No, no, no. Selfish as always. So, so what I planned on doing with Baron with this belt is to get into shooting range, and then once I am overtaken by enemies. To transform into this earth elemental once per day, once per day, sure. <laughs> but in big battles, to transform in this and to take the brunt of attacks from that point forward. Uh, sorry, not your plan is not to take a five foot step back and shoot four times against Touch AC <laughs> for sixty five points of damage. Asking for friends, just, just asking for Troy. That's not your plan anymore. Nope. And the other reason why. <laughs> 
We're having fun. The other reason why is I only have 102 hit points. So, right, right. Oh, my so, God. I don't have enough. So you're uh, done. You're done talking. Uh, now, Skid, I got to ask you, is, is Nestor interested in something like this? No, Nestor does not want this belt. Um, because uh, in the minute that he steps into melee, even if he is happened to be an earth elemental, he becomes less. I mean, like the hit points that get the constitution, especially after all that time being sickly after the thing in the cave with the fucking dwarf. But um, no, his plan. He w- what he would rather do is have let somebody else have it. I prefer Della. I think it makes more sense for her, and then take it off of her body after the rest of you die. <laughs> Right, ah. it makes perfect sense. All right, could I make the case for Umlo? I was going to make the case for Umlo. Who, but, all right, so, right. Joe, you want to play Umlo? Well, I was just going to make the case for Umlo. That means you're playing. Because I thought I could make a good case for Umlo. I well, thought I could make a good case too. All right, roll off. Who making the case for Umlo? Roll off. Roll off. All right, D twenty, and whoever wins is playing. Umla. If I roll a twenty on this and a one on the goddamn item, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> oh, sixes! Are those sixes or sixes? Joe wins. Joe wins. All right, Joe, you. Those are sixes. Both. Those are both sixes. What's your modifier? Oh, oh, yeah, what's your oh. Umlo modifier? Oh, oh Joe, Joe wins. wins eight to seven. Oh, so wow. Joe, you got those shitty rolls out of the way. So you are not good. only speaking for Umlo, you are playing Umlo. He's uh, Umlo. All right, I'm Umlo. In today's matinee, the role of Umlo <laughs> will be played by Joe O'Brien. Uh, Umlo, I want you back. <laughs> First of all, thousands of people walk out of the theater. Everyone screams out of the theater. I mean, the demands for your money, but the box office is just old ladies just slamming on the Banging window on the shutters. I'll get my money back. O'Brien's washed up in this town. Uh, honestly, for Umlo, it's in his voice. It is no in question. It's no question that it's got to go to me. I've been. I have been beaten down. I, my constitution is fucking embarrassing. I've got no re- way to fucking stay alive in these in these close quarters combat. As it's become clear, it's my 15-foot reach doesn't do much of anything when, I, when everyone can just five-foot step up and smash me to hell. And I, uh, I've already gotten some of the most phenomenal, amazing items uh, that are part of the story of this, and I think we keep going with the consistency <laughs> of what's worked for the story f- so far, and I get to keep getting the items that should obviously go to actual player PCs. All right, everyone has made their case. <laughs> My case for Umlo was just going to be one thing, that you're all a bunch of selfish pricks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad he got me then. Yeah. Your case was more eloquent. <laughs> all right. Mine so, had the pathos, though. Yeah. So Nestor's- Mine had a much more consistent <laughs> Scottish accent as well. That's true. You're not going to get a bonus for that, though. Because you also referred to the story. <laughs> Some love. So Nestor is... Pu- <laughs> he's, very, he's very meta. He's, he's very, very meta. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Nestor has pulled himself out of the running. I'm going to give the following bonus bonuses to this roll-off. Baron, you get a plus one. What? <laughs> You're lucky you got that. <laughs> Della, you get a plus two. Hmm, all right. That's better than Baron. Yeah. Sir Will. By one. <laughs> Thanks for the quick math, genius. You get a plus three. News and Ooh. Math. Ooh. Umlo gets a plus four. <gasps> Uh-oh. Ooh. So, Joe, All I right. need you Ooh. to pick two die, one of which is the Umlo die. Maybe you can use the d20 that you stole from me. <laughs> oh, you mean this one? That looks pretty. Wait, is that it? No, no it's not. Oh, I thought that was it. We do all have neon green die, don't we? Base. All right, Umlo die. Plus one to Baron, plus two die. to Della, plus three to Will, plus four to Umlo. The cases have been made. Baron, what do you got? 
Here we go. Nine. Ten. I got it! Wait, Ooh. Sir Will got Sir it? Sir Willamit! Oh, man. Eleven on the die, two for poor Umlo. That's a rip. Sir Will, you can trade that belt for a giant slaying crossbow. Everything's on the table. Uh, all right, so Sir Will now has oh the, my God. a plus four a to constitution. <laughs> what, what are your hit points now? What, what was the, what's the difference in hit points? Uh, 18 to 22. Uh, well, the difference oh, would be... Sorry. Oh, yeah, you're going to get some H... Yeah, I went from 102 to 138. Hey, oh who needs paladin levels when you got HP? <laughs> I have 82 hit points. But I promised to tank. Wait, what's your max now? 138. Holy <laughs> My max I is 82. I will never die! <laughs> Promise me you'll never die. You're really going to regret that so, roll-off if Sir Will becomes an anti-paladin. So how did this <laughs> How did this play out in, in, in terms of the story? I mean, we, we did the roll, but right, like, in did the, the story, characters pull out dice? and They I mean, were just they, like, um, uh, Baron was like, I think I should get it. And Dell was like, <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't. Sir so was like, no, I shouldn't. And Elmo was like, everybody shut up. And then Sir Will won. <laughs> I was saying, good, we did the dialogue story. already. Right. Good story. That's, Welcome to Masterpiece Theater. That's how it all went down. Um, hey, Grant, can I still have, can I have that Belt of Incredible Dex just nope. as, like a, as a, like a gift? No, I think you weren't even in existence when I got this belt. So. <laughs> she was stuck in a tree. All right. All right. So you guys defeat this small menace here in the choir loft. Your original plan was to get out that side door that Nestor had peeked into when he saw the congregation of giants listening to Earth Ash's sermon. You know time is of the essence. Your original plan was to kind of like just get out and maybe like camp out near Ryder Bloodfreckle's tent, maybe the Oculus's tent, and just recover some HP and then under cover of darkness make your way to the Dark Passage. Is that still the plan? Can I bring up a topic for discussion? Absolutely. Yes, okay. yes. So, yes was, you can. I was actually asking. Yeah, um, I, I want my die, but <laughs> yes. Uh, I think we should consider evacuating our friends up in the tower. Using We can use the broom of flying to get, help get them out. Where would you evacuate? Let's assume that works. I don't even know if this works, but where would you evacuate them? Like bring them to you and then set the spike down outside of the cathedral? Because keeping them close is probably smart. Yeah, I mean, I was say, like, we could put them in the Oculus Tent. We could put them outside that wall where we killed the Etten. I mean, so <coughs> we, way out there. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, a little no man's landy because that's where the giants like come, and they're like, "All right, you can pass." All right, so maybe not there, but I, I feel like getting them out of the the heart of the the evil would probably be a smart idea. We could actually. I was saying, if we wanted to, we could actually send them one at a time all the way back to True Now. I don't know how long that would take. But we, that's an option. Like Lork. If yeah, they could send the broom back. Yeah. Mm. Just pin a note to Lork's sweater. It's like giving instructions <laughs> on how to get the broom back to us. He's patting him bare. Yeah. Give him his mittens and. and uh, the, the, the broom flies that far? That yeah, yeah, overland flight. Mean, well, yeah. it takes a lot of time. So basically, what would happen is you would send one of them, and then it moves like four and a few per round. It would eventually get there. You send, give it a destination, and then it would come back and go one by one. That's probably a lot more dangerous than just like bringing them from the from the top. That's yeah. To putting them just outside the cathedral in like a little nook and cranny, which you guys know exists near the Oculus and Blood, Rotter Bloodfreckle's tents. Yeah, putting there's them there, a setting a spike there. by by the cliff face. Like we could find you know yeah. a little indentation in the cliff face and set up shop there. Right, and then they're there if you need them because. You may need Pembroke. Yeah. At a certain point, you may yeah. need him to join the fray. Sending him out of there isn't good. And right now, he's the protector of, uh, you know, Amir and your, uh, excuse me, Aram and your Mir 
and Lork. Yeah. So and Rasmataz and mm-hmm. Rasmataz. <laughs> so the broom's able to fly through the air as if affected by overland flight. We know that because that's what Brander cast when he got out of there after feeble-minding Gel. Oh, it can only do nine hours a day. Nine so actually, hours a day. Trip to True Now might be actually like a couple days. Uh, that might, would not uh, be good. Yeah. So another yeah. reason to just kind of keep them nearby. So the broom can carry two hundred pounds and fly at a speed of forty feet, or up to four hundred pounds at a speed of thirty. It can travel alone to any destination named by the owner as long as she has a good idea of the location, which you do, and a layout of the destination, which you do. It flies to its owner from as far away as 300 yards when, he, when she speaks the command word. The broom of flying has a speed of 40 feet when it has no rider. So if you want to get out of there, set up camp, and <laughs> manufacture this situation, it's not impossible. I mean, we could evacuate Aram and Ymir and Rasmataz and Pembroke on foot, and it's just Lork that we have to, the broom would have to bring us bring us to. Well, it. the problem being on foot is you don't know if the tower's been repopulated. Right. True, true. So it would involve someone riding the broom to the top while we wait down below no. and riding the back. Send, send the broom. Yeah, just send the broom. I thought it was only 300 yards, though. Yeah, it's twelve. That's if you speak the command word. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, any destination named by the owner. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what you five are doing. Going out that side door, like you grab the Earth Elemental Belt. Sir Will straps it on. Got a big buckle. Yeah. Says E. Feeling healthier, even <laughs> right. healthier. Just look over that twenty-two Constitution. Oh yeah, I, I, I overestimated my hit points. It's just it's just one twenty. Oh. A, a halfling's one twenty. Liar. To be fair, I. I, I intend to tank. <laughs> I will. I promise. So you guys want to go out the door that Nestor peeked in, just like grab shit and get out yeah. before more before the uh, before the recruits come back? I would or- like to point out that we've just uh, uh, set off a hand cannon uh, numerous times in yeah. a place with ex- excellent acoustics. That's right. Yeah. And it might be a good we idea. We should be on get. the move, yeah. yeah. The old magic hand banger. Um, okay, so you guys just head out. So you get outside, and it's, oh, I've been here before, you see. It, probably Sir Will and Della and Umlo did not see Rotter Bloodfreckle's tent, but now you guys are really close to that tent, and you see what Nestor and Baron saw when they snuck up there. So maybe you, like, cover behind that. You don't see any threat. Go up to the Oculus's tent. Off in the distance, a plane <laughs> lands on top of the Cathedral of Minderhall because it just happens to be, not unlike my apartment, close to LaGuardia Airport. <laughs> um, so you guys may- And luckily, there's not a lot of planes flying in and out of there during a, an episode. So we, we'll be fine. That's a one-time deal. Yeah, yeah. So you guys make it back out there. Um, both bodies are gone. And you're back in the Oculus's tent. Huh. And this is where it all went down for Sir Will. This mm. is where the first, you know, he first was disconnected. Sure. In this place. It is a place of great unholiness for him. Perhaps you should consecrate it. Yeah. Actually, it's not a bad idea. But you can't because you're not a paladin anymore. If I had anymore. any gods to pray to! Where's <laughs> <laughs> your god now, Sir Will? <laughs> My god is Minderhall! <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> what are we going to do? Are we are, we're going to rest here? Well, let's say it's four o'clock in but, the afternoon, so but, you could do eight hours. Well, no, we and set up. Midnight. No, 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 because we we specifically waited until nightfall. 
No, no, we were coming out to the tent to rest. Yeah, you wanted until oh, we, nightfall. This is, this is after our rest. We got interrupted. No, we got interrupted on the way to the rest in the tent. We were going to come to the tent. Oh, I thought we were going to wait downstairs and then come out. That's what I thought. Too. No, I because thought. Uh, coming out at night, that's when they're all in there. Oh, Remember, right, 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 right. Right, okay. so, so by the time you get to the tent, it's 4 p.m. You okay. could rest eight hours and leave on the out at night. night, which was your original. It, yeah. Is point. there a check we could do to see if the bodies that disappeared disappeared because of the demonic heritage of the oculus or because someone trafficked in here and took them away are there drag marks of if the, you yeah. are there were, cart marks if you something? were to try and some like try and figure that out that maybe that would be an option if rod or blood freckles body was was still there but they're both bodies are, are there any cart Summers. tracks or anything like that fresh tracks no or? you see uh drag tracks okay the bodies have been so removed. people have been here so maybe right. it's not safe to rest here but or maybe rest. it is Right, maybe they were already here. They've already been here. Yeah, we could, we could, if we bring the spike down, we could rest anywhere we want. Yeah. Sure. Well, what's yeah. the plan? Why don't we get everyone down? Wait till nightfall because so people don't see a broom flying around, yeah. and get everyone down, and then set up the spike in in the lee of a <clears throat> of the wall, the cliff wall, and then head towards the the hole. Can you do me a favor and just make sure you bring down Orfaz's discarded lung? Just back, back to the tent. I would really love to spend some time with it. I miss him. I'm sure they can send a message. Um, uh, I, if we're going to rest, I can fly up to... Just a note that says lung. Let's put it on the broom. Lung question mark? What Draw the hell does this mean? A picture, like a Grey's Anatomy picture of a lung. So, Della, I'm assuming you're the one that's controlling the broom right now. Like, do you just say, go? Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a working knowledge of the location. Okay. I could also fly it up there. That's the, that's the other thing I was saying. So what, what do you want to do? That would be cool. Don't. You should do it. Because they're not going to know to hop on Do you want to vanish yourself on the broom? A note on it that like, they could think it was uh, some sort of intrigue that they were being tricked into. It could it, be a trick. Um, I could the van- old broom trick. I could vanish myself, sure. <laughs> <laughs> a classic gonna, giant not gonna, tactic. Not going to fall for the old broom trick. Three-card brooming. <laughs> nice try, broom. <laughs> <laughs> I know your ways. You want to send us all to Sauron? <laughs> so, so treachery De- of a broom is unmatched. Dells, are you gonna are you gonna jump on, vanish, go full scene? What do you th- What are you thinking? I think yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have to vanish myself more than once, um, but that's fine. And are I'll you just- doing the wand or you're you're casting? Why are you gonna spells? waste all that? It's under cover of darkness. You're fine. Yeah, it's, sure not like it's not like there are dragons in the air. Not like there are drakes in the air. Yeah, drakes in the air. Just flame and shock the scimitar and go. Um, yeah. Beacon, <laughs> little <Yeah>. beacon. <laughs> Look at that shooting star. I will. You know, I for I will save my spells in case I have to vanish some of the people coming down. So I will just risk it and f- cast fly and then head up to the tower. So noble, bottle cap. Roll a stealth <laughs> check and unflame your scimitar. I assume. Yes, I'll I'll sheath it. You know that's a standard action to relight. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> We're having fun. Why do I play with you people? <laughs> What'd you roll, Dallas? Not good. Uh, 17. So That's a natural five. So Dallas like, I'm on a broom! <laughs> as, she, as she curiously flies up the tower. Oh, yeah. I can Everyone, look, I'm on a broom! Uh, Hi, guys! All right, so, like, it, it, you know, I, I'm thinking of it in terms of, like, 
It's a, you, you have not ridden this magical broom before, so it's a little unwieldy whoa, at first. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's also giant size. It's not like you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Like getting used to it is a little tricky. It's like, it's like driving a suburban, <laughs> you know. But you get or an empty an empty cargo van, or just like you're you're like swinging all over the highway. <laughs> yeah, you're a little like, oh, but you know, you, you make it up, and maybe you, I don't know if you're allowed to hover for a second, but you don't sense any. Any uh, problems? You know that the opening on the top of the cathedral, which I think I said was like 600 feet up, I'd have to look it up, uh, is on the other side of where you guys are. So if you sneak up this side here, you keep going, you keep going, you get to the top, and eventually you've got to turn around and come into where the rest of your party is. Roll another stealth check. Okay. Let's try it. Choose a different die. Well, I can't use my Oh, no, that's the one you lost your roll off with. Oh, no, it doesn't. 22. 22, eh? You get to the top of the tower. Everything seems extremely quiet. In the distance, though, you can hear like... Oh, my God. No. Maybe it's just your mind playing tricks on you. But everything seems to be okay, and you come around... And land on the landing where the young red dragon fought you. You stood toe to toe and dealt out 64 points of damage before you almost died. And you land right in that spot. Roll a perception check. Oh, God. Oh, boy. 27. To your left, you see just in, you know, like um, sunburnt stones from where treasure used to be because you guys piled it on t- into the bag so it's kind of faded a little bit you walk around the wall and see absolutely nothing but you know <coughs> that unless something crazy has happened your friends both new and old are hidden there do you interact with the spike uh, yeah so did we set up some sort of code word what was our what did we do melted cheese I think that was the code. melted cheese melted what's, what's the cheese. what's the reply <laughs> on beef. On beef, okay. So yeah, I, 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 creep, I creep up there and I whisper, Melted cheese. A second passes. And you hear, On beef! Grasmataz <laughs> <laughs> remembers. He knows his code words. All right, I, I'll, I'll slip into the, the, like the protection of the, of the spike and uh, explain the plan, I guess. Okay, so you come in, you see Pembroke, Rasmataz, Lork, <laughs> Ymir, and Aram. And it stinks. It really stinks. Smells oh. like melted cheese on beef. <laughs> like melted cheese on beef. What's going on? What are you doing here? Uh, hello, my dear. I I thought you'd quite forgotten us up here. It's quite cold, you know. I thought you I thought you guys might want to uh, change of location. Oh, yes. He doesn't have any feet. Well, yes, he's, he's, that's true. Um, Don't talk about me like I'm not here. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Della will hold up, hold up the broom to Pembroke and say, Recognize this? Oh, yes. Yes, that is a broom of light. Yes, I've seen one uh, many years ago. I can use it if, it's, if need be. I think we may all need to use it. Yes. Will that get us out of here, Pembroke? Yes, I think. You'll have to hold on. 
rather tight, I think. I don't know if you're uh, if you're up to it. My arms are still strong. I, I can do it. I'm up to it, honestly. But let's do it. Let's try. Uh, yeah. So is I it don't. I don't think it's safe up here for much longer, even with this magnificent shelter that you've put up for us. We have a we have a secure location down below. Excellent. We'll get you down there. We'll set up the spike, and we'll assess from there. Good. Good. So you think you can probably do this in two trips? You know, it, it can carry four hundred. Excuse me. Yeah, it can carry four. It can carry up to four hundred pounds if it goes slower. So you can probably put the two young men and like Pembroke on there, and then do Rasmataz and Lork. Uh, that's a, that's a sitcom waiting to happen. <laughs> Rasmataz and Lork coming soon to the WB uh, on like CW. the second ride. And Della, you could just I'll just fly myself. Fly yourself or feather fall. I don't even know what you have. So yeah, you could do this in two trips. Um, I'll I'll cast invisibility. I only have a. Oh no, I can do it twice. Uh, I'll do. I'll cast invisibility uh, on each of the. On, on I guess I, I guess I have to do it on a person, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you did it on the broom, you just see people yeah. flying down. You'd be like that's, Wonder Woman's invisible yeah. jet. But, that's know, so that's probably not not even worth. You it. can feel, but you feel con- confident enough. Sending them back exactly the way you came. You yeah, because the tower them. hides us from the valley and and the cathedral. We're behind the tower until very low to the ground. Right. The the part that's open to the sky is the northern part, and the eastern part is what is overlooks the valley. But even that is so far away from anyone looking up. So if you stay to the south and the west, like the way you came up, you think you'll probably be okay, but you know this is a drake and dragon infested area. Right. So um, who's going on the first trip? I'll put that to, I'll put that to the group. Well, um, why don't we send uh, Lork first? Um, All right. And then so that he's the most vulnerable of us. So if any trouble happens, then <laughs> wait, are you Nestor? Uh, or yeah. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no, no. So it makes no, sense. If, if there's trouble here, uh, while we're doing this ferrying, if for instance if we left Lork alone up here, mm. or with one other person, well, we'd be as good as dead. Much worse situation. So we should send him first. Well, before. Oh, uh, sorry. Over these days, Lork has grown to really rely on Pembroke's like calming nature and his intelligence to his rationale and so he'll do pretty much whatever he says at this point yeah I can imagine if you've been having a crisis of like not even wanting to be alive anymore right exactly and Pembroke has had visions of his own death it's I want to hear that conversation it's kind of therapeutic in a way yeah yeah because I'm sure you can both learn a lot from each other Uh, Rasmataz is cool to go on either journey and obviously Aram and Ymir are they're at pretty much it. they assume Pembroke is the leader here yeah so why don't we just send one of them with Lork yeah. on the first trip yeah and All right, be- so- before you go Della says uh, I found something you left behind and she hands him Gorham's thorn oh, oh my god oh. wow in Lork. case you run into trouble Lork takes it he's like where where did you find it down the grog hall we had a putch down there <laughs> <laughs> and a friendly giant was keeping it for us. Well done, Della. You've you've done you've done well. He doesn't really know what else to say. He takes it and and uh, sheathes it. Assuming he still has the sheath, and uh, and gets on the broom. Yeah, Aram puts his hand on Ymir's uh, shoulder and is like, "Brother, you go. I will stay with the old man and the 
Cretan. <laughs> uh, all right. So your so, beard gets on with you. So we'll fly down. So you make your way down unmolested, and the broom arrives at the opening of a tent that is full of filters and all sorts of potions and whatnot, and maybe Baron, evidence of a battle a while this ago. This place, is it safe? It's as safe as anywhere else right now. We know that they took away um, the remains of those we battled earlier, so we we're not quite sure, but this is the best we can do where we are now. We should probably get moving as soon as we can. I know that that might be an issue for you, Lork, but I think we really should uh, consider it. Aye, staying on the move is the best for all of you. Mm-hmm. But I'll try to hole up in here and... Perhaps we should get, we should get like, some casters or something, like some little wheels like that we can put like, on your, uh, your ankle stubs. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> That's I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying funny. to be helpful, mate. I, I, I will say this much. It was occupied by a fearsome force who I think the rest of the giants were scared of. So I think that this is... Uh, for lack of a better term, hollowed ground for you for the time being. You should be safe. All right. And, well, uh, so, Della, you just call it back? No, you have to send it back. I have to send it back? Okay, so I'll do what Della told me to do to, in order to send, send it back. It's All too right. far away for me to call it. So you send it back, and I just drew here very rudimentarily. 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 Uh, what your situation is, because we're not using Roll20 today. We're using my table that you're all scratching up. Uh, this here is the cathedral. This is like Tower 1, where the hill giants were, where they all got infested. This would be Tower 2 and Tower 3. And this is the uh, Rotter Blood Freckles tent. And here to the south is the uh, Oculus's tent. And that's where you guys are going. So this thing here is uh, the, the broom is flying up this side of the tower to go to the middle tower way, way, way up here. The this. Always the best choice of words. Right, this. You guys can see that. <laughs> this right, right this here. here. You know, this neon green D20. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, wait, I can't find it. The, the, the tents that uh, Troy just drew look like giant lily pads, so watch out, Matt. Yeah, oh, I'm having very careful. I do everything on purpose. Yep. He's, uh, he's a psychological torturer of a GM. <laughs> so, so the broom makes its way up. Solo, right? Yeah. Nobody on it. Goes up and... I'm, I'm, you know, by now you guys are probably working the spike out. You're like, all right, I hope we'll be okay. Pulling the spike out. You just you're <laughs> Troy is out. making a very suggestive uh, pantomime of pulling the spike out right now. I should explain. We're having fun. <laughs> and, uh, Troy's having fun. Now it's uh, <laughs> a little too much fun. Uh, Aram, Rasmataz. I think the three of us can actually might Pembroke. be able to go. Yeah, oh yeah, because Rasmataz weighs uh, eighty pounds, soaking wet. Pembroke and Della, who has uh, fly she could fly on her own. Flying around, so the broom comes up. Della, I could you? I could also cast fly on one of if you if you if you didn't fit on the broom. I think I have fly. Cast it on me. Oh, I have fly anyway. Oh, I'll just I can. I've cast always it on wanted myself. to fly. So you and I will fly together. Yes. All right. Yeah. I'll take the broom. We'll hold hands like uh, Lois Lane and and Superman. Can and, uh, you read my? <laughs> you want to fly like a red cap? <laughs> this is a this is fun. And, <laughs> I don't know why you guys look so scared. I'm having a blast. Just just get on the broom. All, all right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's wide. That's, that's smart. Just, just just stop talking. Okay. 
Should I scream on the way down? <laughs> Whatever you do, don't scream. Ah, all right. Uh, so Rasmataz and uh, Aram ride the that unlikely pair ride the broom down together while Della and Pembroke slowly fly down. Shall we, my new friend? Yes, yes, we shall. It will feel nice to fly again. Della, you can see that Pembroke. I mean, you, when you first met him. Uh, no, he wasn't in like lork shape, but in bad shape. Yeah. Now I'm still, I'm still re- kind of messed up. Yeah, but he's, he's, you can see he's regaining his strength. He's had a, a little more confidence than when you first met him. I can least. stand unassisted. I can fly, and and you guys make it down. And now it's everybody. Stella you like got, takes you by the shoulder and like rushes you into the tent, like Laura, Secret Service style. Yeah, I put my hand on the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Lorks are Will Della. Baron, Nestor, Pembroke, Rasmataz, Aram, and Ymir, all in this tent. And I assume Della is just holding that magic spike. What's the plan? You know, this this say this took an hour. If you guys did it very cautiously, no one has come after you. You know that night is approaching. You want to rest and head out at twelve one in the morning to try and make it to the dark dark passage. Um. I think immediately we should head to where our permanent base is going to be. Put the spike in, mm. and then and then go to the go to the cave. Do we want to rest? Or were we going to rest or no? Uh, I don't know because we already didn't we already rest? No, we no no, no we the the Atena. Oh no no no! You, right. I'm sorry. But then you yeah. guys got a little beat up in that last fight. Your plan was to get out here and rest, and you do have the time to do it and leave under cover of darkness. Right. If we can rest. Before the sun and, and still leave before the sun comes up, then we should do that. Totally, you can leave at one in the morning. Okay, let's do that then. Great. All, All right, so you guys. Before we rest, I'm going to do a quick yeah, heal do, myself. Do some, uh, burn some wounds. Oh yeah, heals. I should do that too. And then you get your it. level plus your con back. That's not what I roll. Um, I guess are we just going to put Lork on the broom and use it as like a hover, a little yeah. hum, a hover stretcher? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, Han Solo's carbonite yeah, body. Exactly. You guys are also city. coming back to the cathedral, unless you have other designs. So you can leave them. There are places you can leave them behind the main gates of the cathedral, like below <sighs> the plateau. It's up to you. You yeah, I mean, I just think, like, monitor. what about right up against the cliff where the towers are? Like, up yeah. against that cliff, put the spike in, make it look like. A, like a rock extension of the cliff, and yeah. they can just hide in there. In a lee. And, smose, in the lee and of s- the smear some cliff. fecal matter around there so they don't smell like humans. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm 100%, well, just, 100% behind this plan. <laughs> that's just, that's I, just science. asking for this for episodes. I mean, that's, just, that's just doing your due diligence. And, and Dell is carrying the new wand of cure light wounds now, right? We got a new wand of cure light wounds? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We found one. Oh, okay. But we yeah, used a lot of it. Yeah. Already. Burning. Oh, is this the one with 22 charges? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We used eight could charges. I have, could I have two hits? Brandon's down three hit points. He needs some charges. I'm actually down 30 <laughs> no, hit give points three because hits. of Nestor. Six. <laughs> Make it sure. Seven. Six. Six, seven, six. That was hardly old me. <laughs> All right, so you guys doing some healing. 21 Great. of it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Man. That's a drop in the bucket. You for have him. a very, very good bow. I know. I'm almost lost it. All right. So you guys All right. are healing up. You guys are getting kind of juiced ready up. To yeah. Leave. Some five hour yeah. energy. You work. Imagine how hard you work to get to the, this cathedral. Remember that run across? Yeah. Where you went from tent to tent, and then <laughs> at night made your all made your way across. Went under the fence. Now you've got to go back. 
And the only way that you know that maybe there's some sort of map to figure out where to find these things might be in the dark passage. According to Atena, Nestor may be some sort of reincarnation of Adoromi, the priestess of crystals. And Baron may be somehow tied into this Jograthir, the hunter, someone who you've already, like, read his story because he left journals behind etched in slate. And maybe Della is somehow tied into Mimrith the Maker. Very important part of this journey as the clay that was somehow involved in this ritual is still out there and you don't have it. And then Sir Will, who is having a crisis of faith to say the least. She is tasked to you specifically with retrieving the blessing of Rosag. So you rest, you go over to the wall and you put Lork and Pembroke and Rasmataz and Aram and Ymir in an even safer location now because those cave giants and, excuse me, those stone giants and the bear may not come over here and if they did they wouldn't think anything to see a rock. You lock them up and you make your way back to that like tunnel underneath the poop chute. You crawl under there quarter past one in the morning and you are on the other side of the walls to the west excuse me to the south is where those camps where all the families of giants were and on the opposite side of that is where you saw the dark passage what do you do I should say and we can do this off air a little bit but I think Della and uh, Pembroke would have uh, done a little spell book Comparison. Yeah, we can oh. worry about this later. We'll worry about that later. But we'll, yeah. Well, we can nerd out. But yeah. A spell exchange. A spell exchange. That could be bonus content. I, I want to hear that conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you guys can share spell books and learn. And just from copy each other. Yeah. from in, More from Della one. learning from Pembroke. I'm well, it's sure. like Napster for yeah. spells. Right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, Sir Will kind of wants to put this to Baron as the, as the leader of this little sortie. Obviously, he's going to take his. He's going to disarm from all his armor to do this move through the poop chute. Do you want him to put his armor back on on the other side and be like, I mean, you can't stealth, essentially. This is Ascroth's armor? Yeah, or do you, and Lexington's armor. Or do you want us to put the armor in the bag of holding and try to go silent but be much more vulnerable? You can still wear the belt, right? Yeah, I can still wear the belt. We have, um... <clears throat> yeah, the belt gives me a lot more life, so th- that's definitely factors uh, in. I think that we can't. Well, Baron will say this. I think we have enough know-how here to be able to find a moment, and when we can sneak you across, and I think something that could help us improve your stealth would be a low-flying broom. I think that we can get across with our stealth checks, Nestor, Della, and I, and then when it's safe, have the broom bring you and Lexington across, low to the ground might be a little bit sneakier than you just walking on your feet. How is a wolf going to ride a broom? He walked up and down stairs, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's an option, Sheriff. <laughs> Lexington is a 
spectacular beast. Listen, mate, from my perspective... But I don't know that he can... He doesn't have opposable thumbs, fucker. I think you should strip naked and just don't... You've got that belt. We saw what it, what it does. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be way more interesting... Yeah, I think you should If you get naked. into a fight like with that. I think that's really the only solution. That's the only way, mate. If the broom don't work, if the broom doesn't fit, you must undress. Do it. So... <laughs> Della and Baron and Nestor and Umlo and a very naked Sir Will. I love nude with the belt on. Yep. Nude with just a belt. I imagine him like nude Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Just <laughs> running with yeah, his, like, he's, he's, his butt. He's like the copper tone baby. Uh, Ooh. Climbing, you guys all climb under and you're and you're and you're there. And so what do you want to do? You are on the correct correct side to get to where that uh, so we, did we passage cl- was. Because when you guys first ran across, you went south and saw all these families, and the cave was on the opposite side of where this encampment was. But now you guys are on the east side, which is the side where that you know the dark passage is, where the cave is. So you guys can just keep going along that wall and hope you don't attract any giants. Yeah, I mean, let's just make let's our that. way. To, yeah, let's just do that. Oh, and uh, Baron's going to use the hand of stone to feel mm. every couple feet, thirty just feet, a and a radius sense. around right. tremor sense for any beings we might not see. We're taking our time. So, cover of night. Oh no! Troy actually turned off the lights, and I'm afraid. You guys slink along the wall. Eventually, you see giants within hundreds of feet, 200 feet, 150 feet. And it's the same thing. There are like kids running about and families. And also people coming and going with wood. Some people coming back covered in wounds. Still can't quite piece it all together. But you see maybe five, 600 feet away the entrance to the dark passage, as Atena called it. Everybody rolls stealth check. I'm having trouble reading. And would, anyone, would, would anyone like touch of law before they roll their stealth check? If you have a neon green D20, it works in the dark. <laughs> you oh, assholes. let me use it. <laughs> 24. 21. Ooh. Uh, Baron got a 29. 12. <laughs> 12, Sir Will. Naked is his name day. Still. He's just not a sneaky, loudly sneaky halfling. F- flopping against his legs. <laughs> I hear it in the distance. Uh, (laughs) But you are able to make your way to the passage. And there's just so much going on in this little giant village, we'll call it, that not unlike when you were in the cathedral and there were the recruits way on the other side, it would take a firebomb for them to see you uh, and turn their heads, turn their attention. So you make it to the mouth of the dark passage complete darkness up ahead not oh dim light gosh. not like torches and sconces complete darkness oh, well it's so, about seven to ten feet wide the corridor and sir will can't see if it's complete darkness i mean right. obviously he can see like some outlines <sighs> but like he can't see anything uh, well nestor can't either. yeah, yeah with any distance sir will cannot see well, although we did i i was listening back to like the early, early episodes recently, and we did get a potion of dark vision at some point, which I don't think we ever used. So, uh, huh. 
Maybe one of us could take that. Yet another reason to record your games. <laughs> <laughs> no. Two years Two ago. years later. <laughs> I, I think we also didn't use our uh, smoke stick we got when the assassin. That's true. We or those had, uh, sterno swords. We also no, have some universal only one solvent. Left, yeah. We have some universal yeah, solvent. Yeah, we have the universal solvent and the sovereign glue, the right? sovereign glue, yeah. Yeah. Just listen to that one recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got some options if that stuff still exists. Well, if it's, uh, if it's pitch black, then it won't help anyway. Yeah, I mean, um, here's the thing. Oh, wait, you can wait, wait, cast light. Uh, dark vision would. You can cast yeah, some sort right. of light and stuff, but then if there's anything in the cavern, you're going to be giving yourself away. So you've you got to decide what you want to do. I, you want to go in dark you, and hope for the best? Because uh, yeah, three-fifths of the party can cast it's, dark it's, it's clearly a time for the sheriff and his little deputy <laughs> yeah. to do a bit of a scouting mission. All right. Ah. We could also, you know, you could put your, put your, if you trust us, you could put your lives in our hands. We can guide you along. And if something goes, we see something up ahead, that's the time. Well, to yeah, that's the, the whole point. Yeah. I, yeah. I let's follow you guys. Why don't we put a little, uh, just hold on to me. Why don't we all hold a rope, not tied around ourselves, but we have like kind of, you see this happening with like school for the blind and deaf. Sometimes when they walk up and down the street, that everyone's holding a rope so that they don't get lost. But they're not going to combat situations. It's either. true. It's true. <laughs> they're not going to be set upon by ancient evil. All right. All right. I, I, I like it. I'm going to take the potion. Unless oh. there's anyone objects, in which case I'm going to take it over their objection. <laughs> I mean, sustained. Uh, Sir Will certainly does not object to Nestor taking the potion. You know, I could do. You know what I'll do is I'll give. I'll ca- I can cast light on some object, and we can just cover it up. No, and you can reveal it if you need to see. Yeah, that's that works. Oh, yeah. Also, if we get into any shit, Sir Will can just light a torch. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. You have to have a hand on it. You have to. You have to it's take this. I mean, but it's a full round action. That's the only problem. I but. mean, Del will come and say. Draw your sword. Shing. So she'll cast light on the blade, and you can you can just sheath it. Okay, so she casts light on uh, on uh, rose light, exactly. and I will sheath it. So you don't see the light, but if I draw it, it'll light up. <laughs> so Baron, Della, and Umlo all have dark vision. Nestor chugs a potion of dark vision, and uh, Della casts light on rose light, and you sheath it, knowing that if you were to unsheath it. It would cast like the light of the gods, Troy. Light. <laughs> but the light of the gods. But what gods, Sir Will? Oh, but what gods? Minderhall. Yeah. Talk to me about party order. You can fit two like side by side. It's a little thick, but you can do it. At least for the opening of the cave. Talk to me about party order. I'll go side by side with Nestor up front. Yep. Yeah, we'll be up front. Baron and Nestor. I don't want a guy that murdered his father behind me. <laughs> In the vanguard. Joe set up the minis with all four of us up front and Sir Will about 60 feet back. <laughs> <laughs> I love map humor. I, I get a kick out of mini map It really humor. plays well. You really do. <laughs> you do it all the time. I do it all the time. He, he does. It's, uh, Joe's having fun. <laughs> it's endearing. I'm 100% sure you stole my die, too. <laughs> uh, I know well, it was Joe. I'm holding you broke on. my heart. I know it was you, Fred. You broke my heart. <laughs> I'm holding on to 50 feet of hemp and rope. I think I'm fine. <laughs> All right, so we got Nestor and Baron up front, and then we're going to do uh, Della. Excuse me. <laughs> that was the front. <laughs> I, I already Gord. did it. They're all comes over, just rearranges well, everybody. You put Sir Will in like, my bedroom. <laughs> Wait, but that's Della. Wait, that's what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing, Doug? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Troy screwed it all up. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's all my fault. All right, so Sir Will is in the back. Yes. All right, so Baron and Nestor, Omlo and Dell, Sir Willie. I just love this image of like Sir Will's like, <clears throat> I've got the flank, and he turns, 
and just can't see anything. And he's like, shit. I hope nothing comes from behind us. So you guys are walking through. And obviously, those of you with dark vision, you're seeing everything in like black and white. You know yes, what I mean? Like you right. can see everything, but it's like. It's like night vision. Monochrome. Yeah. Like yeah. Dog, dog dreams. It's, a, yeah, it's, exactly. a, it's actually outside of our oongaboom. What? There's the umwelt and the oongaboom. It's like we, we we have no. If you're not colorblind, you have no you have no idea of what it's Shut like. Up, Explain Matthew. this on Canon fodder, and let's just move on. Okay. Oonga boonga. Uh, black no! and white. It's <laughs> right. a delay on that one. Thanks, Sorry. kid. And you're going through, and, and the cavern is like, you know, it's probably only about ten feet above your head. It's not vaulted. Uh, the tallest among you not, can't like touch the ceiling, but you can certainly see that it's not like. So flying is not an option. Flying is not an option. Broom of flying? Useless here, Della. Sorry. Leave your broom at home. I feel like we would have left it with Lork in case he had to get away quickly. Mm. And Baron's carrying the horn on his back now. Baron's oh. carrying now that he knows at he's least 2,500 pounds worth of gear. Last time I checked. <laughs> Slow and steady. It's the best dwarven trade ever. You can carry more than you're supposed yeah. to. Did you your stealth it. check factor in that seven foot horn? <laughs> 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 It's just my saxophone. (laughs) I brought my alto sax with me. I hope that's okay. You guys know how to play Louie Louie? Okay, good. And a one, and a two, and a... You guys go 100 feet in. Just like very slowly. 200 feet. 300 feet. Just going through this mountain. You know... Anyone with the survivor's survival skill knows how far you were, has a good sense of at least how far you were when you came into this valley, and it's miles and miles away. So if you're going back to some semblance of the beginning of the valley, you know that you're going to have to travel miles through this. 500 feet, 670, you probably go 1,300 feet before you see. And by see, it's not like, ah, light up ahead, you see, in the same monochromatic vision, the tunnel open up. It continues going straight forward. There's a very, very thin tunnel to the south and a normal-sized tunnel to the north. The path that you're on, though, continues forward. What do you do? (laughs) Um, Let's... uh... Let's take this narrow passage. I've got a good feeling about it. Wow. Um, Baron is going to put his hand on the narrow passage and tremor sense out. Ah, Baron puts his hand on the narrow passage, just feeling. And you feel nothing to the south. Okay. You feel no movement whatsoever. Okay. And the others. You put your hand to the north. How far does Tremor Sense go? 30 feet. 30 feet. Nothing. You put it on the middle path, the path going straight ahead. And you feel a little something. A little something up ahead. No. We've got to use our subterfuge to take out or otherwise neutralize what I feel. Nestor, get old Jolter ready. 
I'll pull it out. Quick draw. Della. Get ready to keen everything. <laughs> everything. Everything you got. Your keychain. Everything with a light whatever. touches. Keen that sharp tongue of yours. Sir Will. Don't unleash Rose Light until it's clear what we're facing. Lexington, here's a treat. And Umlo. 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 I'm Umlo. Set up brace because Grant forgot to last episode. <laughs> uh, and then Baron has Dragon's Breath ready. Mm. The most subterfuge weapon we have. Actually, <laughs> let me let me revise that. Nope, you have Dragon's Breath. <laughs> and Baron pulls out and loads. The Giants bang crossbow. Ah. And loads Ah, prior to going down. Just holding. And do you walk forward? Yeah. I walk forward with Nestor immediately behind. With his greater range. You guys start walking. And Della. Into the middle passage, continuing on where you've been going for 1,300, 1,400 feet. But Baron sensed a little bit of movement, a little tremor. And feeling feeling more every step he right, takes. feeling and you feel more. Extending. And more. Nestor and Baron roll a stealth check. 31. 18. So you're walking up, and you're walking up, and you can see up ahead that the cavern is starting to open up. And Nestor, in typical Nestor form, just cat-like grace. You can't even hear his feet moving the, the silt and the rocks around. And the only reason you hear Baron's movement is because Nestor's so good. But Baron, you might have kicked a rock. You might have done a little bit too much as you switched from Dragon's Breath to your regular <laughs> to the crossbow. Hold on, I want to use my, my double-buried knowledge. <laughs> and then you switch to another gun. You made a little too much noise as you were switching through range weapons. Quick More draw. range weapons than you could ever use. <laughs> and the last thing you see is a giant stone come flying <gasps> at your head. What? With giant runes on it. What? Uh-oh. And it's just about to hit you! We'll see you next week. We sure will. I saw that coming too. I wanted to play more. Oh my god. That was actually We started too late. That was On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. 
But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the Empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.